Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Interleague, where today we probably will not talk for very long at least, on at least this podcast, anything about Tom Brady. But we will talk about a goat today. His name's just not Tom Brady. I don't that one's better. I was not, I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Yeah, yeah. I prefaced it with we won't talk about it very long, probably, maybe, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. It opened us up for a wide range of activity. Other, yeah, other topics. There's so much more room for activities and, now. And I also um, said this podcast because yes. on our on our NFL uh, fantasy update podcast, we might talk about. That yeah, it's now. called Tuesday Night Football. Yeah, Tuesday night football. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good podcast. Yeah, we won't talk about Tom Brady. We'll just talk about MLB's version of Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. The goat. Yeah. We're, we're talking about a goat tonight, but yeah. it's just not Tom Brady. Trevor Bauer. Not Trevor Bauer. It's not who we're talking about. That's, we will probably talk about outage. I don't even call him Trevor Bauer anymore. I have just started calling him outage. Um, I think. I don't know if you've recognized that, but yeah. time I refer to him, we just I just call him outage. Yeah, we should start calling him Audi because he's getting yeah. paid all the way to the bank. <laughs> uh, Audi. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Audi. Audi. Like Audi here. Yeah. Or, or he's but, driving Audis. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you got yeah, it. But I got friends that drive Audis, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't have friends that they're rich. The kind of money he's making though. So. Yeah, they do though. But they do though. Mm. You know, <laughs> but they, but they don't. Yeah, you, you know I'm talking about Nathan. <laughs> Looking at you, bud. <laughs> He's never gonna listen to this. So this would be the one he does. Yeah, right. If there's one person that won't listen to me talk about baseball, it's probably Nate. <laughs> like, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Um, but anyway. One, th- one thing we won't talk about the entire time is the Nolan Arenado trade. Dude. The no, only thing. Still talking about, dude, we <laughs> dude, put that in. Have you updated your notes yet, dude? That was like all I had. Yeah. And uh, about it since it <laughs> so on a quick note, on a quick note, I will say this. So I was reading an article earlier, CBSSports.com. They rated the the trade. You know, they yeah. I, I graded it. Sorry, not rated. <laughs> they graded it. Uh they uh so obviously they give a grade to the cardinals and to the rockies this is the first time that i can remember that a team was given an f in a trade nice <laughs> and it was it was not the cardinals i know some cardinals. some people might have been on the fence been like well who is it it was not the cardinals that got the yeah. f um not great yes it's not great not great <laughs> unless unless you're your Mosaic. Could you imagine, like, when Gersh, like, told Mosaic, like, told Mo, like, hey, like, I got Colorado on the line, and this is the deal they're talking about. And he'd be like, Mike, are you fucking drunk? <laughs> like, what are you talking I've tr- about? I've been trying to get this done for three years. Yeah. Like, I, it's like that one time when, uh, like, you, you're training somebody new at a job, and you're just like, Oh man, we got so and so. Like they, they never know what they're doing. It's always so difficult and tedious dealing with them. And then like they go through the motions, and it's just like super quick and easy. And there's like this is so easy. Why don't I? Why don't we just do this all the time? And yeah. that that's probably how Mosaic felt. Like I'm still yeah, wondering. Whatever. I'm still wondering who wore the pants in the deal. 
we always credit Mo, but like Gersh should really be doing that. Or did like everyone just get a raise and a job title, but we kept the same responsibilities? Because Mo still likes to do all the interviews and like you don't see Gersh out here like interviewing all the time, not as much as Mo anyway. So yeah, so it's 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 interesting. Like I don't really know, I guess, the dynamic, because um, like the what I would compare it to are most similar to me is like what was going on in Chicago with Epstein and Jed Hoyer. And obviously that was Epstein, like pulling all the strings. Like all Hoyer really did was like, keep his lap warm and go get him coffee. Like that's what Hoyer yeah. did. Um, I, I don't know what the scenario is here. Um, Cause as we found out <laughs> last week that I don't even know who like the president of baseball operations is. And then, they also don't have one listed on the Yankees like yeah, website. Yankees. So like Cashman is just the GM. So maybe he's both. He just doesn't have that title. Uh, I guess like Randy Levine is the president of baseball operations or at least similar, like most closely there to it. Um, but it's obviously Cashman that does everything. So like, that's very much the GM doing what the GM should be doing. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. Like, maybe the GM is just like the new um like the the base like president of baseball operations is just the new GM like and it's just a way for people to get more money and a better title or something um because I know uh what's her name is it Kim Ng like the the GM that the Marlins just hired yeah um like that that's a GM role and I know she like in any of the interviews that I've seen with her and like talking about it's she's very much involved in like the makeup of the team and like what they're going to be doing and all this and that. Uh, so it seems like that's still the GM's role, but like you said, like even here in St. Louis, like I don't even know that I would be able to like point out what Gersh Gersh. looks like. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, do you know who that was? I'd be like, no. And then most of you could probably be like, Oh, that was like, I'm pretty sure Mike's his first name, Michael, but they'd be like, Oh, that was Mike Gersh. And most people still would probably be like, who? <laughs> like, right. like, even the name doesn't ring a bell. So, like, it's definitely, like, the Mo show. But I don't know why. Dude, it all falls on him, dude. We just, we love Mo, dude. We just, we didn't even know who Gersh was. Even when he got it, we were like, oh, cool, Gersh got it promoted. Yeah, What's good. Doing? Good for him. But it could, like, again, could be my fault. Maybe Gersh is doing all the work, and I haven't done any work on figuring that out. I just give all the credit to Mo. So, hey, yeah. Gersh, if you're out here listening, hit up at the interleague, gmail.com. Let us know what you think about it. If you want to be on the air, you know, yeah. we'll come clear the air right now. If you sign Nolan Arenado and you're letting Mo get all the credit, break that story over here, bud. Yeah, here Mondays. You. It's for breaking yeah. news. Mondays. We break news. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's sponsored by the MLB, by the way. Yeah, I I will say though, how how's it feel? Like your your team made a big deal. Like they brought in Wayno, and that was like tip of the iceberg. Then they dealt for Arenado, like the unexpected big catch, and then they didn't stop there. I don't, I don't like the the signing today. Um, everyone can you know collective sigh of relief, you know, Yadier Molina will be the catcher for the Cardinals for another 18 years. 
Yeah, we we get him for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. You know, till till he's uh the ripe young age of fifty two. You know, he's just at this time where he's just gonna sign one year deals and you know. Yeah, he's the new. He's the new Trevor Bauer, dude. Yeah, (laughs) dude. FYI, on that, um, I sent you the story about uh Trevor Bauer saying if he ever signed a multi year deal, he'd let his friends hit him in the nuts with a paintball gun. Yeah. Yeah, that better be on the man's uh, YouTube. Yeah, you know, that, uh, yeah, yeah. I that, that better be on there. If it isn't, I uh, I'm done. I uh, he's no longer a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah, he's out. Yep. Uh, the only time yeah. he could come on is if he's gonna let us shoot him in the nuts with the paintball gun. Yeah, and <laughs> pays me a million dollars to do it. So. Um. Yeah. And also donates, you know, a million dollars to the charity of my choice. For ten, for ten million, he can shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Just sweeten the pot a little bit. For free, Spags will take a date with Rachel Luba. Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to be taken out every once in a while. Because sure. let's, anyway, let's be honest, I'm not, I'm not, I can't afford to take her out. Yeah, you're right about that. Man. So. You um, anyway, truth back back to the goat dude yeah um we're not talking about talking about him we're not talking about dexter fowler yet well <laughs> um and when dexter fowler ends up on the old team bro the we dude, just gonna bring back that kind of right there like oh, the goat it, what will happen is right field, bro. yeah what will happen is dexter fowler will end up being on the yankees somehow and he's gonna have like an MVP season <laughs> for some unknown reason, and then they'll give him a three-year deal for like eighteen million a year, and he'll be terrible. That's what'll that's what'll happen. He'll be injured all the time. Yeah. Um. So no. So they bring in Wayno, trade for Arenado, and then you know before well, the the Molina given Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Yeah. The money. We didn't really I, make a trade. We are just giving it. Yeah, you get get them one year for free, and it costs you Austin Gomber. That's a heartbreak. Which, which also people, like, so right before this, we talked about, uh, you read a story about how they got an F in that trade. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it's so funny because, like, this, the whole thing had to, like, go through baseball and get approved through baseball. At what, in time, at what point in time was baseball there to be, like, telling the Rockies, like, no, this is dumb for your team. Like, well, this, so, so what the MLB, like what Manfred can step in and do is, or what the MLBPA can step in and interfere with is if like the players losing out money in the situation, mm-hmm. then they can be like, no, like this new contract change from where he was previously is not like we're declining. It's like, we're, this isn't acceptable. Like we don't yeah. want this precedent to be how things are. Yeah, the commissioner can do it on the like I think on the flip side that he could step in and be like, you know, this is like making this deal is like bad for the owner side of things or yeah. whatever. I guess like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like <clears throat> I don't know what uh I don't know if there's ever been a point in time that a commissioner's ever blocked a trade in the modern era of baseball. Um, I would imagine like way back in the day, like baseball seemed like it was pretty corrupt. Um. So probably happened then, like when it was just a smaller thing. Um, but I would say like in the days since like Sealing and then into Manfred, probably not. Um, I know 
the the last blocked trade that I am aware of, um, and really like only one recent, to my knowledge, is the uh, Alex Rodriguez trade, which I wish that would have gone through because then things would look a lot different for my team. Um, but Texas originally had agreed to a deal with the Red Sox, but in that deal, uh, A-Rod was taking a pay cut with what he was owed, and the MLBPA blocked that trade. They're like, nope, can't, can't take less money to, in the trade. So you can take the same money, or like you can defer money, but it can't be less money. Um, and so that's where like the the MLBPA could have stepped in here with like, all right, Arenado is waiving his no trade clause. What is he getting in exchange for that? Like what, what, what stipulations get met? And that's where it was like, if I waive this, then I want the seventh year and an additional $15 million tacked onto the, the contract. And that's where the other 15 million of the 50 million that Colorado is paying comes from. Um, so if he opts out after this year, like after 21 or after 22, then that other 15 million won't be paid by Colorado. Um, but the 35 million for 2021, they, they are paying. Um, so I don't know that they could have blocked it. Like, whereas you think of like, I think the NBA has had it happen a few times that teams agree to deals and the commissioner is just like, Nope, not letting that happen. Hmm. <laughs> you know, And I don't, I don't know why I think, I want to say, I think it was like maybe Chris Paul or something like that uh, was like, they had come to an agreement to trade him to the Lakers and that got blocked. And then he went to the Clippers instead um, or something along those lines. But you just don't really see anything happen like that in most sports because teams need to get out of their own way kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then, um, and I guess in like the maybe, maybe everyone was like so, so proud of the Cardinals for like the deal that they did. So then they turn around and they deal Fowler to the Angels. Yep. And it seemed like uh, it was a curious move, in my opinion. Um, don't get me wrong, the outfield definitely is crowded. But you had him for one more year. He was arguably your best hitter, hitting outfielder. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't, uh, and you and you shed like 1.75 million of his contract. Yeah. So of like the 14 and a half million he's owed, the Cardinals are like still paying like 12.75 million of that to go play for the Angels. So you didn't really save money, and you you probably like yes you have like you know the the Dylan Carlson's, the Lane Thomases, Justin Williams, Austin Dean. Like, you have a, a handful of guys that can compete. Tommy Edmond. Yeah. Well, he's your second baseman now. Well, hey, whoa, whoa. Dexter Fowler's on the mix, dude. If they need Matt Carpenter to play second base, so Tommy Edmond go play the outfield. Yeah, they didn't They didn't lose Matt Carpenter in this deal. And don't forget that he's going to play second base. <laughs> so if Tommy Edmond goes to the outfield – no, I mean it's a proven thing. Like, what do you mean? That's not. It's not a laughing matter. It is funny. I, I like, hope that's what they did. I like, hope that the, that you're you're. I hope you're speaking this into existence right now. Like, yeah, I I hope that that is where existence. things end it's up. Me calling it, dude. Like, yeah. As soon as they're like, but I hope they that they, they stick to it. 
there's no way they can be like, well, we're going to give Lane Thomas some playing time. No, of course not. They're going to sign no, somebody. Dude. They're going to go out and sign Yasiel Puig, dude. That's not true, dude. They're <laughs> going out. They're, dude, we've already talked about this. We're trading for Joey Gallo. We're bringing him in. You know, he's going to be a new fan of the show. Um, friend of the show, Joey Gallo, hitting bombs. Yeah. Um, really, being really funny on his Twitch when, uh, you know, ever he probably never gets on ever again. Yeah, till till the next league starts. They didn't do it yeah. this offseason. Haters, yeah, lazy, dude. Lazy. Trevor May, what are you doing, yeah, bro? I oh, I got uh, I signed with the Mets, so make a bunch of money did, now. Oh, that. he did. That's right. He did yeah, sign with yeah. the Mets. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen him stream since the first day after he, he signed with them. Uh, he was streaming today. He was playing Escape from Tarkov. Um, the next time he streams, we should be in there and be like. Hey, how's your new teammate, uh, Trevor Bauer? Oh wait. <laughs> thanks for oh, wait. thanks for not announcing that you signed with the Mets and then signed with the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good guy. Like that. You're a good guy, guy, Trevor. Yeah. Um. Wasn't a loser in high school. <laughs> All kinds of parties. But Doyle yeah. rules. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, so, so it's just it's an interesting move. Ah, uh, because it the only thing I can think that it does is it freed up a roster spot. But mm-hmm. I don't I I don't know. Like it it's just weird. Like I was so I was talking to a, a buddy of mine, uh, Nick. He's in in the fancy league as well. We were chatting earlier and we were just kinda talking through like what the roster makeup would look like. So everything seems like there's no gonna be no universal dh um that baseball is just going to be how it was circa 2019 yeah Yeah. and that's fine whatever so with that being said that's not fine that's not fine whatever specs but i'm we're moving on but it's not fine i agree it's not fine whatever but one more year fine i can get by with it um it's i'd rather have 162 games of how it should have been circa 2019 than 60 games of whatever we played last year yeah, I'm just like I wasn't fully on board with the like let's have I would I well I wasn't fully on board with it but I also didn't really like care like that there was a DH in one league but now that I've seen it and it's been there now I'm like on the opposite end. <laughs> this of it. is I'm the like, way baseball should be back? played. Well, it's like I mean because I it's like a bargaining chip. Of, that's why yeah, we're going I back. I like the other form of baseball, but like this one it it makes sense why they're doing it. So I always understood it. I just mm. now that we're already there, like it. Did you? Did you see last? Did you notice like a fewer amount of pitching changes last year? Um, even if I did, I mean, they also created rules of like that. We this is the first year we saw pitchers have to face three batters. Yeah, Um, well, that but that was a thing that was happening either way. That was happening even before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and that's That's what I'm saying. But like, and that's fine. I probably did. Maybe I did it even significantly less. And then, but what fair, I'm saying is like it didn't watched, matter. Watch Cardinals games, and we played like a majority seven inning games. So true. Yeah. So there's definitely way less pitching changes. Yeah, but ultimately, but ultimately, what I'm saying is like there was never a point in time that you were like, man, I really wish I saw a pinch hitter and then a different pitcher next inning. Like there yeah. was never a point in time that like you missed that in the game. So just put a DH in. Just to stop. 
Yeah. If you're a baseball purist, it's okay to be wrong. Just adapt. You'll be all right. Join us in the 21st century. Uh, yeah, dude. There's copium for everyone. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. So as we were talking through it, though, you figure in that realm, um, you're you're probably gonna carry 13 pitchers. Uh, so it leaves 13 position player roster spots. You have four infielders, catcher, three outfielders. So eight guys taken right there. So you have five other players for your bench. Got to run a backup catcher. You probably need at least two middle, like two infielders. Ideally, a corner infielder and a middle infielder would be in some aspect. Um, maybe for the Cardinals, you don't necessarily need to carry a first baseman because Goldschmidt plays a pretty decent amount of games. Um, and then you probably have two outfielders, two additional outfielders, maybe. Um, you're at least going to carry a fourth outfielder for sure. Um, but you're probably looking at two outfielders, two infielders, and a backup catcher to well, go along with I mean, your carry, You carry Ravioli because he'll play outfield and first base, right? Well. Do we you, keep him? No. He got non-tendered. Bad move. I know. I hold Come on. on. Gersh, where are you at, dude? Where? Come on, I'm ruining it for you, Spanks. I'm ruining it for no, you. No, where? Where were we? Um, it still says on baseball reference he's on our team. No, they got it wrong. I'll find it. Yeah, non-tendered. Yeah. Twelve three. Yeah, episode thirty-one. I'm pretty sure I brought it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I brought it up because that's when they non-tendered Brebia. Uh, so what that mm-hmm. what does that mean for the bullpen rotation? And then Rangel Ravio Ravello uh, was also a free agent at that point. I'll have to go back and listen, but I'm pretty sure at that point in time I brought it up to you <laughs> that that Ravioli was non-tendered and is now a free agent. And you were like, I mean, I'm a fan of him, but it's not that big of a deal. I just want you to remember that you said that. And now you have him as like a central piece of your bench because of his flexibility, and he's not available. All right, dude, fine. Uh, Tommy Edmund is still on the team, so we're good, dude. He'll play first base. Uh, I just, all good, dude. I don't, I don't disagree with you that Ravioli is not a game changer. Max, I just think it's funny that that's who you brought up. Cubs, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Max, yeah he, oh, wait. The, the, but the Cubs designated him for assignment. Oh. So. Yeah. so he might cool, be back dude. now. Dude, I just thought it was funny more that more that more was the one like guy that you Max went to. Carpenter. Yeah, it's looking the more and more. Dude, baseball reference is not updated to my. I don't know. They like we took the COVID pandemic off, dude. Yeah, they were like, dude, we can't update. Like we ran an entire. What is this, the Wikipedia? (laughs) Yeah, we ran an entire different season last year. Like, what do you want from us? Yeah, nobody even gave us credit for it. Jeez, not sponsored. Well, you were all about it until Game Four of the World Series. (laughs) You you loved you loved that other series. Or the other season until game until uh, game that's, four started of the World Series. True. It was high ball year. That's for sure. <laughs> it was, and it was all downhill <laughs> like from there. Ball, oh, did I want to buy my Nolan Arenado jersey while I'm on the St. Louis Cardinals.com website? Oh, you can. Yeah, credit card number here it is. Uh, roster forty man. Yeah, so, be figure. You're you're at a point that you're gonna run a backup catcher. Take your pick. If it's Kisner or Heineman, who cares? They're going to sit 85% of the game just on the bench 
while Molina plays, as long as Molina stays healthy. So it is what it is. Oh, they got Ed, Edmondo Sosa yeah. backing up Tommy Edmond. Right. So you have Edmondo Sosa, and you probably have Matt Carpenter as your infielders. And then if you run with Bader and O'Neill in the outfield, because that's who started last year, and then you have, you know, probably Carlson being the big name to play right or some combination thereof. So yeah, you have play a lot. So you have Lane Thomas, and then you have unknown entity here. It could be Austin Dean, could be Justin Williams, whatever. But for me, like what why I think that that's relevant is so you in dealing Fowler, you didn't save money and you're moving a guy that's probably not ready for the major leagues into a major league position bench role. So he's not even like platooning. It's not even like you're going to give these guys. Like if Justin Williams is starting every day, either someone's hurt or someone's terrible. Or but, he's dead. You know what I'm saying? Well, for him to get a shot. Happy, yeah. Wow. Well, okay. For him to get a shot. Like if he's playing every day, like when those are no longer the cases, it very well could be that he just played himself into a starting spot. But if he's just on your bench, does he really like, sure. If he comes in and he starts every once in a while, but then you're platooning him. So you're going to platoon yeah. these guys. And that just, like, there's never been success in that. I mean, let's get real. If they're going to put him on the bench, there's probably like our outfield hit, especially minus Dexter Fowler, our outfield hit 200 last year. Um, so if you're going to have him on the bench, there's going to be a time when the coach has got to be like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Like, just send Justin Williams in there. Like, let's see what he does. You know? Right. It's just, it's weird to me. Like, I don't, I guess I don't know, like, what the situation is in terms of 40-man roster or 26-man roster spots or whatever. Like, if they knew they were bringing Molina in and they had to free somebody up. If yeah. that's where the move comes from, sure. But, like... I would I'd have to imagine that there's you know one one of these young kids can be down in in AAA without a problem yeah. like there's really tons of Andrew young outfielders and Tyler Heineman you know well and time. and all well and all of that would just be accounting for one it's like yeah. you wouldn't and that's why I'd say that they're going to sit the bench the majority of the time because you can't just pluck them in somewhere and not have a backup catcher like you can't just use Kisner as a pinch hitter at some point and then Molina gets hurt and you have no catcher. So you, you have to leave your backup like available or you have to carry three catchers. And if you carry three catchers, which it's understandable teams do it, but you're probably then only going to run with 12 pitchers, you know, which is also doable, you know, that's fine. And then you have 14 bench guys, but that 14th bench spot would just be a third catcher. And then maybe Kisner gets a little bit more playing time, but you just signed Molina. You're probably not going to sit him. You're going to give him his last hurrah, you know, let him play for his 9 million that he signed. So it's just weird to me. Cause I feel like you're there. I feel like the Cardinals are just, well, we needed to do something. Um, or like, Hey, we're, we're flying real high on the back of this Arenado trade. So let's, let's just do something else. Like let's keep it going. Um, and they dealt Fowler. Like, not that I think that, like, oh, without Fowler, there's no way they win a championship. Like, it, it's nothing like that. It just, I don't know what it gains them because they're paying majority of his salary. 
know, like. Yeah, but they're not paying Nolan Arenado's salary, dude. That's where they saw it. Yeah, but you but you weren't paying Nolan Arenado's salary mm-hmm. anyway. So you so yes, you're not you're not spending extra money, but you aren't saving any money. Is what I'm saying. Like yeah, um, like now now they're I'm essentially not... paying. Like if you're gonna say, oh well, the the Rockies are paying 35 million of Arenado's salary. Well, now it's like they're only paying $23 million of Arenado's salary because now you're eating $12 million of Fowler's for nothing. So, but I'm also – so I'm going to have a hard time. So I also agree that um, Dexter Fowler was currently our most reliable option on offense, as shitty as that sounds. But, like, he's the one that's proven that, like, not just like one year can he hit, you know, for a decent average and, you know, be, you know, a good hitter um, and a good lineup at least. Um, so, but we also have finally have been complaining for like, you know, the, at least a whole almost year um, on a podcast that uh, we have too many outfielders and like it's too congested. And now, our track record is that we've lost the wrong outfielder the whole time. You know, we lost um, a Rosarino. Mm-hmm. At least he had like a short, good year. We'll see how that works out. Um, we lost the other one, what, to um, Seattle, right? Uh, are you talking about Mercado? Yeah, Mercado. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, yeah. And then Tommy. Well, at least that's where he's at now. I don't know. Yeah. He could have went to Seattle on trade or something like that, but. Yeah, we didn't like Tommy Pham's vision. Um, It turns out he's a pretty good hitter, and uh, and not our system. So our track record of you know dwindling these guys down is coming to an end. But at least I'll say one thing: we're getting less of them, and I'm starting to get more of a picture of who to blame because soon we'll have not a lot of outfielders, and if they're all bad. Um, we're going to have to really start digging into who runs the team, Gersh or Mo. You know what I'm saying? Right. The Nolan Arenado trade will only get me so far of like, <laughs> hey, cool, good pass, could like it. Now what the fuck are we doing in the outfield still? Right, and, and I don't, again, like, I'm not saying that, oh, this was a terrible trade. It just, it doesn't make sense to me, g- given the fact that Fowler is a free agent at the end of the year, you didn't have a minor league system last year. So guys like Justin Williams, um, Thomas was hurt. Carlson only really got the look at the major league level, which was not very good. Then he went back to the alternate site and then he came back and it was pretty good. Um, so giving time for these guys to develop, like, yeah, you have all of these options, but you only can play three guys at the major league level. It's like, it would make more sense to me to be like, okay, O'Neal, Bader, Fowler will run Carlson as like a fourth outfielder and we'll find him spots like it'll be kind of a platoon situation. But Williams, Dean, Thomas, you guys are going to start in Memphis. You know, if if the Cardinals offense is all red hot and you can't get Carlson every day at bats, then you send him back down to Memphis to get him every day at bats. But now you have two spots like you have to carry guys up there. Guy like you, you, and you can't platoon five guys. Like it just doesn't work. Like it would have been far better for them to bring in just some schmuck, you know, like some schmo from like a rule five draft or whatever that they're just gonna give a look to. Like hey, like we need to fill you on a on a major league spot. Like 
shit like you know think of like Brad Miller but as an outfielder like that that would have been like that would have been fine just one year fill a hole you know maybe ideally he bats left-handed because the Cardinals don't have a ton of those most likely um but it it just it's it yep like it it frees up a spot but it's a spot that a guy's just going to sit the bench and I don't know that that helps their development. You know, it's like, it just, it seems weird. Like Fowler wasn't blocking anybody. Like you're, you're not speeding anything up. You didn't bring somebody else in. Uh, like you didn't shed $12 million. There's also not a lot of development baseball being played. Like there's talks that like they're going to try to get some games going um, this year and have like a small league. But it's not like you guys, these guys playing elsewhere, like quality time anyway. Well, they, like they will be like there. Yeah. There wasn't a minor league last year, but there will be this year. What they're talking about. Oh, there's the developmental league for the draft season? that they're start up this year. Minor league uh-huh. season. Though? It's just, it's starting late for a ball and double a, like anything under triple a, it's starting late. So players that will be at the major league level or triple a would report to spring training initially and then as they're getting to wrap up camp like near you know the end of march mid-march late march then the other players would come in and they would have their spring training so like the lower minor leagues will just be starting a month later um, to minimize the amount of players that are at camp at one time essentially so instead of it being 100 guys or 75 guys at spring training it might be 50. Yeah. Um, assuming that all that still happens the way that it's supposed to. Because um, who who knows? It says that it will. The players declined the, the last deal proposed, which after I read a little bit more about it, made more sense. Because I know last week we were kind of confused on why they didn't take it. So I read a little bit more about what was going on, found some good articles, and we can get into that a little bit later, but okay, okay, okay. That's where it's at. So again, yeah, we don't have to we don't have to dwell on it. Just it it just it seems weird. Like it just it felt forced because they took on so much of the money. Like even if it would have been like, hey, like the Angels are taking on six million, like and it freed up six million dollars for the Cardinals. That that makes sense to me, but like. That's like it's literally less than like two million dollars, which I guess is better than nothing. But yeah, like you trying to, trying to start the year less of a payroll than we had last year, you know? Yeah, I <clears throat> and at this point, like I guess the other side of it too, like if you took this deal and you're like, oh cool, we just saved two million dollars, so let's just give Jack Flaherty that other nine hundred k that he wanted, and God, we'll just dude. get a deal. Awesome, but they're still going to go to arbitration with them. Yeah, we're in arbitration with that, dude. We've already exchanged numbers. Okay. Yeah, but you could you could still just come to a deal. I mean, the Angels just did it with Otani. Like, they just agreed to a deal to avoid the mediator, like the arbitrator. Hmm. Didn't come to a deal, then they did. You know, two years, $8.5 million, I think, you yeah. know. It's, it's yeah. fair. Fair deal, whatever. If you're going to tell me, like, cool, you just saved two million dollars just give jack some money like it's you still save money just make jack happy he's great jack flirty is going to end up getting his money and then when it gets announced john mosaic's going to be like you know we 
we know we know what Jack's worth. You know, we want Jack to be here for a long time. Like, you know, this is just you know good faith effort to make sure we know what Jack's worth and we get a we get a good market value shake out of out of the deal. Like, this is what's really best for everybody. That's yeah. what you're gonna get from Mo. Like, yeah, it, baseball. It's not net okay. profitable. Yeah, 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 we can't like. It's so not net profitable. We have to be given players like Nolan Arenado. Like we just can't afford them. So <laughs> money just doesn't grow on Arenados. Right, dude. Not everybody is the Dodgers. Jeez. Yeah, we're not just Nolan in the dough. Yeah, it's just not Nolan in the dough. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that's gonna be a shirt, dude. Nolan in the dough. Yeah. Um. And it'll be. Rolling on the, the Arenado. It'll have the Rockies uh, logo on it. <laughs> their pants. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, no one in the dough. What's on tap? No. Tap, oh, that's the episode. This tap is the Rockies. Features Unknown is no longer the, uh, yeah. the title of this episode. It's No One in the Dough. Um, Jay Z of jingles, dude. Yeah, so the last little bit Cardinals news. Um, rumors are they're looking at potentially another starting pitcher. We'll see where mm-hmm. that goes. Um, yeah, there I were... hear that we hear that pretty quick last week after all the other <laughs> stuff, and then like it was quickly like pictures. Oh, shit. Uh, kind of cooled off, but you'd imagine since they were in the arena that they haven't left it fully yet. So, yeah. <clears throat> there's a Not weird move because we seem to really love our pitching but i mean if we're going to try to share up a rotation never going to be mad about it can't have right pitching, so. yeah ne- never never too many arms usually um but there's still still some good options out there there are a few that got checked off um obviously tanaka signed back in japan so there's After that wanting to play for the yankees your boys just wouldn't bring them back then uh yeah i'm i kind of have mixed feelings about it like i think he was pretty stellar good workhorse you know just stayed healthy put up some good innings uh he reminds me a lot of lance lynn in that regard like i feel like i see a lot of similarities between the two of them um so Mm -hmm. it sucks like i think he was just looking for a multi-year deal and i think there's just a lot of unknowns in the the yankees pitching staff um so i just think that they were more interested in the like hey like what sort of one-year deals can we do to take some flyers on some guys um but uh so him and then chris archer is no longer available because the tampa bay rays are they listen to the interleague podcast and mm-hmm. after the blue jays bought into my methods so did the rays um <laughs> pisses me off one okay. year the gm for all the teams yeah this the al east is going to be dominant because they listen to the show um yeah the Rays signed chris archer so they officially won the chris archer trade um they uh traded archer to pittsburgh for austin meadows and tyler glass now and then re-signed archer as soon as he went to free agency it's <laughs> a real brian cashman move um Got but yeah him. Yeah, one one year, six and a half million dollars. Seems like the perfect type of scenario that I was throwing out. Like, hey, like let's just take a flyer on one of these guys. 
like Chris Archer being a number four in your rotation, a number five in your rotation is disgusting. Like this was an ace in Tampa Bay for a while. Um, yeah, it's like at one point in time, he was worth Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now. Uh, if you're going to yeah. take a flyer on a guy, how do they not pull the trigger on that? Yeah. No idea. You've got to try it out. Yeah. And like he's already had success in the AL East. He's already had success as a Ray, and now he's back there. So Cashman got out GM'd in that in that play, my opinion. Um but I know like the Cardinals were I think most most dominantly most most predom- uh predominantly linked to Jake Odorizzi. Um so we'll see what happens there. I know San Francisco's also been tied to him as well as the Phillies. Um but then other than that, like other notable like free agent starters that are still out there. Uh, James Paxton, Taiwan Walker, those are obviously the ones we've talked about a lot. But then even some more of like older, gritty veterans that might, you know, I I don't know what kind of deals they're looking for. So depending on what you sign them for, it could be worth it. But like Rick Brasello, Jake Arietta, Cole Hamels, Rich Hill, like either of those guys, if you're looking to like just really add out like i know the cardinals have kind of an arms race for the fifth spot in their rotation i think if you add any one of those guys into that spot it's a really solid pickup uh depending on the cost i mean if it's if it's anything like over 10 million per year probably not great um i would think someone like a, a cole hamels i think would be an interesting fit um I think Rich Hill, like you already kind of have your your veteran head of the rotation in Wainwright, so maybe you don't need to go that route. Uh, but I think like a shifty little left-hander that comes in, coming off injury-riddled seasons. So if you could sign him, you know, to like a Chris Archer-esque deal, you know, somewhere in like that five to seven and a half million dollar range for one year. You know, Yankees, if you're listening, do it. For, oh. you know, for Baltimore signs him, you know, they're act, act fast. Yeah. It's now on the airwave. So it's, it's going to happen. It's been out there. So someone's going to pick him up. You're welcome. Cole Hamels. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, send other, send me my check, please. Yeah. Other than that, like Yankees haven't really been tied to much. Um, I think they could use another major league level starting pitcher, my opinion, but like we talked about, can never have too many pitchers. Um, the only thing that's kind of come out of the Yankee camp um, of late pretty, is pretty breaking news though. At, I, so maybe it's about it time that they changer. do something like this. It certainly could be a game changer. It seems so dumb that this could be a game changer, but essentially Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge have changed up their off-season routines, and they have put they have put less focus on lifting and more focus on like stretching, um, yoga-based classes, shit like that. Like they brought in like a yoga instructor that's been working with like a a lot of the bigger guys. Like Voight, I think has been a part of it as well. Um, Urshela just Guys that are like, I guess, are trying to like limber up to stop dealing with like these pulled mm-hmm. hamstrings and strained calves and all this nonsense. So 
hopefully this helps. Um, hopefully it doesn't mean that they like can't hit home runs anymore. But like, something's got to change. These guys got to stay healthy. <clears throat> so if doing yeah. yoga, I like it. Yeah, if it it's something, I and mean, at least they're doing something this year. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey. For the last two seasons, they've just, just done the nothing. Getting the same result. Yeah, yeah, like I don't get why we're doing the same thing. Why are things not changing? Dumb. But anyway, I think we'd be better at this by now. So. They just need to sign a pitcher, a starting pitcher. Um, there is, um, there's one other guy that I would, I would be interested to see like what could happen. So the, you know, obviously they traded away out of Vino and they brought in Darren O'Day. Um, they got, um, Britain, they got Chapman, they lost Canely. They haven't really brought in a guy to replace that role. Um, they got Chad Green still, but that like the Tommy Canely role of their big five, they haven't really filled. So David Robertson, who has like a he has like a career like low two or like two nine ERA, something like that. It's like two seven ERA across a couple different teams like he spent some time with the Yankees with the Phillies with the White Sox he's been a closer he has like almost 200 career saves um he is like he had Tommy John surgery in 2019 he missed most of that year and then because he was still recovering he didn't pitch at all last year so it's been like quite a bit since he's actually pitched um but I think like if they go the same route they went with Kluber. Like, hey, let's bring you in. Like, you've had success here. You've been the closer for a little bit. Let's just, let's bring you in. We can sandwich you around with with all the other guys that we have and just right. have you eat innings and be a part of this nasty-ass bullpen. But he's throwing for, for people on Thursday. Um, I don't know who all who all's there, but... If they're if they're not satisfied with their bullpen, which I think they could use one more arm, one more big arm, uh, maybe David Robertson's their guy. Uh, bring him back. I I enjoyed watching him pitch. He's kind of the 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 stopgap of closers between Rivera and Chapman. David Robertson yeah, was who was in that reunion. role. Maybe a little yeah. reunion. Yankees, you know, like yeah. that was a good like feel for a guy coming back to the team, like they were good on, you know, mm-hmm. like just ride it out. For sure, I agree. I agree. Um, I actually think this would be his third stint with the Yankees. He was with the Yankees, and then he signed with the White Sox, and then yeah. I think they traded. Everything good comes in threes, dude. That's yeah, and then it. I. Th- I think when they brought in Canely, I think they also got David Robertson, David Robertson in that deal, or something along those lines. Like and then last time Robinson was on the team, we won a World Series. Um, I don't think that's accurate. Hmm. If it was, it'd be a good story. It it would be, and if it is true, they need to go sign him right away. Yeah. Yeah, Let's... like tomorrow morning. Um. Have... So he, the last time the Yankees won a world series, he was on the team, but he was Mm -hmm. also, he was also on the team for 
six years after that, and then two more years later on after that. <laughs> so. So, but he was still on the team. Yes, it was his second his second year with the Yankees. So maybe it won't be this year, but next year. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Yeah, so, um, he. Yeah, so he was. Rivera retired after the 2013 season. Um, Robertson was the closer for 2014. Um, closed like had like almost 40 saves that season became a free agent signed a four year, $46 million deal with the white Sox, And then in 2017, um, the white, the white Sox traded Robertson, Todd Frazier and Tommy Canley to the Yankees for Blake Rutherford, Tyler Clippard, Ian Clarkin and Tito Polo. Um, only one of those guys I think played at the major league level and Tyler Clippard. So talk about a lopsided trade. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. That's a Nolan Arenado trade. The MLB doesn't care. If you yeah, make they it don't. Worse for a trade, dude. They just care if money's being tossed around. Yeah, and then he. Um. So he pitched for the Yankees to finish out 2017, 2018. He had five saves and 21 holds. Uh, struck out 91 guys in 69 innings. Signed with the Phillies as a free agent, two-year, $23 million, uh, which had a $12 million option for the third year. That obviously got declined. Um, but he... Let's see. He... Got hurt in April 2019. Um, due to a grade one flexor strain in his pitching elbow... It was determined later. Yeah, it was determined later that it required season-ending Tommy John surgery. Um, Underwent surgery August 2019, so it would have been August 2020. But he suffered a setback from his recovery, was immediately shut down from throwing, effectively ending his season without making an appearance. Um, And then he was... His option was declined, so he became a free agent. So he hasn't pitched since april 2019 but like he's been signing like these like four years 46 million two years 23 million let's give him like one year six million one year five million come in and be a setup guy or you know relief pitcher and it'll be fine dude just yeah bring bring him in he's pitched in new york he's had success he was the heir apparent to rivera It'll, it'll be fine I'm, you got a good argument. I'm in. Yeah, he's. I'm finding him. Hey, he's. Hey, two point nine ERA him. in his career. I might even. I might even draft him. <clears throat> you know, if he's a Yankee, like draft him. Yeah, he he made his MLB debut in 2008. So 12 years. He's got 137 saves, 880 strikeouts, and 661 games. He's only 35. Easily, easy. Bring him in. Solidify the bullpen. Let's bring, bring back David Robertson. Um, where, where are we at? That's all I got on the Yankees. Um, and all the yogas. Yeah, just, 
do yoga, bring back David Robertson, win a championship. Next. Um, Moving on. So yeah, so I guess we can. We'll we'll get through real quick. The the hot stove talk. I know we we talked about you know Dave Robertson's throwing. Um, um, I think were we talking about it before we recorded? Um, I know we were making fun of Trevor Bauer or outage as you call him. Um, outage because he out of here. But we were saying that uh, Justin Turner was still on the radar. Were we saying that on the recording? Or was yeah, that no, that was before. Okay. Um, so, so that is accurate. That that's the the rumor mill. Uh, Dodgers are still interested in bringing Turner back, uh, but the Brewers are also interested yeah. in bringing in Justin Turner. At this point, who aren't the Dodgers interested in bringing in still? You know, it's true. Um, they got a, they got a second baseman now, so maybe not that. Well, yeah, you never know. They might they can upgrade. <laughs> they're they're not afraid, dude. Um, but yeah, so that's really like the only other like rumor mill stuff of interest was Robertson and then Justin Turner, um, just gaining interest from the Brewers where it's kind of just been Turner associated to the Dodgers this whole off season. Um, yeah, he's dude, he's pulling a classic, uh, Trevor Bauer move. Hey, I got a deal from the Brewers. You might yeah. want to sign me. Hey, yeah. This worked out real well for Trev, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I just need, I just need another team. Oh, okay. Chalupa's my new agent, so here we go. <laughs> the game's best agent. Um, so then... media's worst agent. <laughs> um, trades, there really wasn't anything of note. Um, really, really just like two things that I think are, are, are at least noteworthy. Um, you talked about the Cardinals adding Joey Gallo, um, but they Texas just traded Oakland for Chris Davis. Yeah. Um, so now they have a lineup that has arguably the game's most powerful left-handed and the game's most powerful right-handed hitters. Yeah. Uh, Chris Davis hit some pretty big bombs. Yeah, dude. That's another one where I'm like, oh, dude, we could get, we could use a guy, an outfielder that hits bombs, dude. We could, we could do that. Yeah. Not involved in any of this. Yeah. Um, so Texas, I mean, they were, they were on the cusp. I think they've made. Probably more downgrades than they've made upgrades. I think Lance Lynn not being there is going to be a, a huge setback yeah. for them. So I don't think that they're going to compete, but I think that lineup will be something to, to behold. Could be a lot of fun to watch them play. Um, just a lot of power coming out of that lineup if everyone stays healthy. Um, and then the Angels uh, dealt for Alex Cobb, uh, kind of an older veteran kind of guy. But I think it just – it's – I, I deem it important because um, I think like the big thing they were missing last year was just their pitching was so terrible. Uh, their offense was was good enough. Um, just their starting rotation and their bullpen was such shit. Um, so adding in these arms to really get some depth, uh, I think, will go a long way for them. Um, and obviously the Angels were one of those teams that were kind of on the outside looking in right there on the cusp making movements going like making moves going in the right direction. It could add to the, the playoff mix. Um, and maybe we get to see Mike Trout play meaningful baseball in October, you know, as everyone should hopefully get to experience at some point. Um, 
Yeah, at least Mike Trout should get yeah. experience at some point. Yeah. Huh? Granted, he's only been in one series and it didn't go so hot, but. Yeah, I don't know if the Angels deserve it, but Mike Trout definitely deserves yeah. it. And maybe there's other players in the Angels that deserve it, but them as a franchise, I don't think they deserve it. Yeah, we were. We were uh, one of the other things was like the, the Angels were in the market looking to upgrade at catcher. And this was prior to um, the news about Molina coming out. And I was like, dude, like it hasn't happened yet. Like the Caribbean series ended on Saturday. Haven't heard anything yet today. I was like, maybe the Angels hit up Molina and he reunites with Pujols for the final hurrah. Trying to make things happen out there. Just living up that L.A. lifestyle. And then he signed with the Cardinals today. So I had to delete that off of my theories. That's a good theory, but yeah, you know, unless Pujols is gonna get out there and pitch to him, dude, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, other than so, we kind of went through some of the notable pitchers, but just other notable free agents because we actually had a handful of notable signings. Um, but some of the remaining free agents, so you might notice some names missing. Obviously, we've been talking about Justin Turner, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Is still out there. Cardinals yeah. looking to add an outfielder. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we could be a fit. A couple outfielders here that we wouldn't mind having. Uh, yeah, um, Marwin Gonzalez. I threw his name on there, but I will say more about him later because I'm actually not a huge fan of him. Um, Kevin Pillar, Brett Gardner, Yasiel Puig, and then Brad Miller. Uh, I threw Miller on there just because obviously he had a fairly successful season last year with the Cardinals. Um, I think his power numbers were a little skewed. Um, I don't think that that was accurate, you know, that he had seven home runs on the year, but uh, he's still out there um, could be an option for like that utility type role since he could play second, short or third um, if they wanted to bring him back and maybe, you know, not have Edmondo Sosa sit in the bench most of the time because there's not a spot to play him. Um, you know, Miller just gives you another lefty option off the bench kind of thing, you know, whatever. So free agent signings though, hot stove, notable ones. A hot stove. Uh, we talked about Chris Archer, Nelson Cruz. He got his deal got back it. to the twins. Happy to hear one year, 13 million seems reasonable. Mm. Uh, Colton Wong, no longer free agent. Two-year deal with the Brewers, 18, yeah, 18 million. Yeah, and good on Colton Wong. Funny that, because uh, like he was linked to the Cubs early on, and I know I think we talked about it on the uh -huh. show that like, would you really think Colton Wong would want to stay in the NL Central and just kind of like get beat up on and have to like see the Cardinals all the time? And then when you <laughs> do go goes and sign with a different NL Central team, that at least has a better chance to like. Compete. Not always yes. get beat up, but like I, I will say the expectation is to beat them up. But like they got, I mean, they got, they should have had a good team last year. Um, not much has changed about that. So yeah, they although they don't have Brad Hand anymore, I'm cool with that. So <laughs> um, they uh, yeah, they brought in uh, what's his name, the reliever of the year guy. That's from reliever Missouri. Reliever of the year guy. Yeah, that's from Missouri. Oh, what's oh, his name? Uh, um. I yeah. forget. I forget. Yeah, fan of the show that we can't remember his name. Oh shit! Dude, we have so many fans though. I, mean, I know. It's not. It's not. Just, it's it's not you. It's it's me. You know? Yeah, just racking up the views. Um, 
But anyway, uh, Christian Yellick had an abysmal year. I I have to imagine that that doesn't continue. Um, I I think that if any team's going to compete with the Cardinals, I think it could be the Brewers. Um, I also think that it could be the Reds. Yeah. Um, the Reds, like on paper, if they if they bring in like a a higher end shortstop. Like if the brew or if the Reds were to get like a Marwin Gonzalez to play shortstop, um, I don't know how much he plays shortstop, but he plays fucking everywhere, so it wouldn't surprise me. Um, they could be good. I mean, they have like Vado, Mustakis, Suarez at first, second, third, uh, Cassianos, Winker, Senzel in the outfield, like Barnhart behind the plate, who's a Gold Glove winner. Um, it's just they're they're pitching like. They haven't done anything to bring in other starters. Obviously, Bauer's gone from that mix now. Uh, they traded Rizel Iglesias. It's like their bullpen's not as great. I mean, they do have, like, Amir Garrett, who's a great closing option. Um, but, like I said, like, there's still, like, a Mark Melanson, a Trevor Rosenthal, um, a David Robertson. Like, a couple guys that, like, the Reds could pick up maybe on the cheap um, that could really solidify the back end of their bullpen. Um, I just don't know how far they're going to get with a rotation that's f- manned at the front by Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. Um, not that they aren't good pitchers. I just, they're not shut down ace type guys. Um, like they're very reliable above average middle of the rotation guys. Um, they just are lacking that, that big thing. If they, if they were to go out and also sign though, like bring in like a, a Paxton and an Odorizzi or something like the Reds rotation would look really disgusting. You know, if you partner those two guys with, um, Castillo and gray, but I don't think they're going to spend any money. Um, they did sign D Gordon or D strange Gordon is, as he goes by now, yeah. his name's hyphened. I don't know why. Really? Um, yeah, but they signed him to a minor league deal. So we'll see what happens. Um, oh, yeah. he, I, mean, he... I Obviously, he's not the same guy. Yeah, he's he's obviously obviously not the same guy as what he was when he was in Miami. Um, But who knows? Could could rejuvenate his career. Um, So it it could they could have a very good offense. Uh, They could be a very tough team. They aren't deep at all, so any injuries are really going to decimate that lineup. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to be there over the course of 162 games. Um, but they, they could, could make it interesting. The Brewers could make it interesting, but I think it'll be a pretty boring NL central season and the Cardinals will just run away with it. I mean, they got Colton Wong at second base. So, you know, um, the Brewers got Colton Wong at second base. Yeah, no, the Brewers got Colton Wong. Uh, and then, uh, Braves brought back Marcelo Zuna. Uh, four years, sixty-four million. Yeah, yeah. The Braves already got that inside track that the DH is going to be back. Maybe not this year, but they're yeah, going to go ahead yeah, and there's there now. Plan it, plan it for the future. Um, and then the the big daddy of all contracts that mm. uh, I have mm. a I have a quote about mm. um from from fan of the show, my my cousin John. I got nice. his I got his permission to use a to use a quote. I was like, can I quote that for the show? Um so yeah, but Trevor Bauer, three years, a hundred and two million dollars. Um 
disgusting. <clears throat> he it's a three-year deal. He can opt out after 2021, and he can opt out after 2022. So he can leave LA after every season of his contract. About three years, 102 million dollars. 102 million dollars. 102 million dollars. Yeah, it's not a five-year deal. Three years, 102 million dollars. I bet you someone like DJ LeMay, he's like, man, it must be nice to be a pitcher. You know? Yeah. Play every five days, make $40 million. Like, you probably weren't mad at Garrett Cole before, and you might not still be mad at Garrett Cole, but you're looking at him like, you only play every five days, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a slugging champ. Yeah. I like, like produce runs like all the time. Yeah. Like Trevor Bauer. So, so it's three years, $102 million. It's not... Like I, I think Cole, I forget what his contract was. It's like nine years and some change or something. Like 32, 35 million a year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 300, 324 million over nine years. Pretty sure is what it was. Um, why, why can I not find? Just tell me how long the contract is, please, internet. No, dude. Um. Yeah. Okay. Nine years, three hundred twenty-four million. So it's like thirty-six million, uh, average annual value, which is the highest ever in baseball. Yeah, which still a lot of money. A lot of money. So Bauer did not beat that. Um, his comes out to thirty-four million. But Bauer's doing this on the back of a great season against mediocre to bad teams that only covered 11 starts for him. Even if he pitches more often than the average the average pitcher, maybe he gets the 34 starts in a, in a year, but he's essentially making a million dollars per start for every time every time he takes the mound. And I don't know, Wait, like best spin rate in baseball, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude? like don't talk about any other stat than his spin rates, bags. Jesus Christ, dude. Spin rate gets you paid forty million dollars a year. It's just days. crazy. And then that's the whole thing. So oh, he has these opt outs. Like what what is he opting out from? Come on. Like let's be yeah. honest. No one else is dumb enough to give him that dumb deal. Yeah, let's let's opting out of that let's shit. be honest. So maybe, maybe he opts he out after out 2022. There, maybe. Ten times the same ball again. So in 2021, he's making $40 million. All right. In 2022, he's making $45 million. No, he's not opting out. I'm out. I'm opting out. I'm out. Yeah, I can't. In 20. I can't do this anymore. I feel bad. Yeah, in 2023, he's making 17 million dollars. Tell me He'll how. Me. Yeah, like he might opt out of that. He might opt out of that. <clears throat> yeah, be like 17 million. Man, I made three times that last year. Mm-mm, I'm <laughs> opting out. My spin rate hasn't changed. Yeah, I'm opting yeah, out. My spin rate's still the same. I'm opting out. Yeah, I'm opting out. Uh, 
I'll you can bring me back to your services. Um, I would like I would like this to happen. So, what I hope happens in this contract, and uh, no, I don't I don't wish anything bad for Trevor Bauer, because uh, he's gonna get paid because contracts in baseball are guaranteed. But what I hope happens yeah. is he is now it's he's he's with a National League team. There's going to be a point in time where the universal DH does not exist. I hope he's going to bunt the ball because he hasn't he hasn't pitched for a team that he's had to bat. Hasn't happened. He was with the Indians and then he went with the with the the Reds. So he didn't have to bat. Okay. And you then just hope, you just hope he's got a bunt. So I, I hope he I hope he has to bunt. Because I think he was only with the Reds for the one year. Yeah, he was only with the Reds for one year. Maybe. Um, did he did he get traded to Cincinnati and he re-signed? Let me see. Mm. Let me see this. I thought he just signed with Cincinnati. I think I thought that that's what I was thinking too, but now I'm not. I'm not too certain. So in 2019, he did pitch 10 games with the Reds. Okay. All right. So. This is perfect. I I don't I feel like someone planned this screenshot. So thank you Google. All right. So 2020, he pitched in 11 games with the Reds. He had two complete games, both of which were seven innings. Um, 14 earned runs, 100 strikeouts. He went five and four. Had a .79 WHIP, so he allowed less than one walk and walk and hits per innings pitched. A 1.73 ERA. All right. In in 2020, when he was, he made 17 and a half million dollars, and for that one year, and this was coming on the back of his 2019 performances with the Reds, in which he pitched in 10 games. He allowed 40 earned runs with only 68 strikeouts. He was two and five with a 1.35 WHIP and a 6.39 ERA. So, are you going to tell me that you're a, a 10 game, 11 game snippet is easy enough? Like, it's enough data to judge what someone's going to be? Because, I mean, I guess this contract makes sense because in 2020, he signed a 17 million one year deal on the back of an abysmal time in Cincinnati. Like, his numbers sucked. If going two and five, letting up four runs on average per game and having an ERA above six is worth seventeen million, then yeah, one point seven three ERA is certainly worth forty five million. So I guess it's just the Dodgers were like, Well, wait a minute. He six ERA, terrible numbers, carry a one, add a four times three, yeah, forty five million. His numbers are right. The spin rate is ridiculous. The only thing better than his math is the spin rate. And they signed him in this deal. So what I hope happens is he's going to bunt the ball, hits a finger, breaks a finger, and he misses like four months of the season because of a broken finger. Nothing career changing. I just hope that the Dodgers get screwed due to some bullshit injury that is just so petty. And then this is where like, hey, this is why we don't offer $40 million a year contracts. Like, yeah. 
sorry like this is the risk that we're taking in now i i get it that like you know really what's the difference between 40 million and 36 million like the yankee shelled out so for me like i think the aspect is the time frame so over the course of nine years you're probably going to get a decent amount of games pitched for from Cole. Um, you're, you're probably like he already had big time performances in the postseason, and shit like that, which is the first year with the Yankees. Like he's easily earned his keep for that first year and probably then some. So over the course of 162 game season, hopefully he'll do that more often than not. Yeah, he might get hurt here or there and miss some starts, and I think that's to be expected. But over the course of nine years, hopefully you will get what it's what 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 you expect out of those you know out of that pitcher spot. Um, it's a fuck ton of money, you know whatever. But the difference to me is that like Bauer did it in such a small sample size against yep. such a condensed group of opponents and kudos to Rachel Luba for finding somebody willing enough to pay that money. But Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. If your name's Walker Bueller and you're watching your current team paying Trevor Bauer, this amount of money, how much money you now feel like you're worth. Yeah. Like, like I'm about to get paid. And like, Walker Bueller better not better not experience the same thing as Jack Flaherty when it comes to arbitration talks. Yeah, right, right. Be like, but you're gonna nickel and dime me over nine hundred k. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um. So, so I told you this quote. So this is what my cousin had to say about the Dodgers. Um. <laughs> so, he says, "quote It feels like the Dodgers are more worried about the Padres than they want to admit." The fact that they've outspent everyone for almost a decade to only win in a season that many will ascribe uh, will ascribe an asterisk to is a real ego blow and forcing recklessness. End quote. Yep. I was like, I was like, dude, can you say that as a quote on Monday? And he was like, sure, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think that that's true. Like, I think that with what the Padres have done, it's gonna be real easy to view this as a blip that like. And like everyone talked about it, that short season does a championship even really matter? Like they're just playing six games. Does, it, does anyone yeah. really care? Like everyone we talked about it. That if our team won, you would? we would count it yeah. as it. But if our team lost, yeah, we'd be on the other boat. We all knew that going into the season, you know. Right. Like I, like I, I would have much rather it been like if. Yeah, I, I was just as invested in these playoffs as I was any other one. Like, there was never a point in time that when the Yankees were, you know, duking it out with Tampa Bay, that I was like, oh, this doesn't this doesn't even matter if we win anyway. Whatever, I don't care. Right. Like, that was, never, right. that was never the mindset that I had. Um, if anyone were to ask me, like, who, who won the World Series in 20, 2020, I'm never going to say anyone other than the Dodgers. Um, I have more respect for this championship than, say, like the Astros in 2017, but yeah, at least yeah, you put the, it under the current set of rules. Yeah, like, but but it is what it is. But I absolutely agree that, like, when you're looking at top payrolls, and I know like the Angels are really the epitome of this—that money doesn't buy championships. But so you've you've 
you've done all this like you've tried tried again like 2017 you lost in the in the world series 2018 you lost in the world series 2019 you got upset by an upstart nationals team that went on to win a world series some that you couldn't even do so like you lose the world series champ three years in a row um and then like this was just like do or die like you you win you know what do they win like 45 games or something dumb um you know play like 750 baseball just yeah, taking it to like people yeah just taking it to people just Looked like the better team, uh, kind of dominated. Didn't even really look like they were that challenged by the Rays, and and they handled business. And then San Diego comes in, and everyone even talked about it. That like, oh well, if Clevenger wasn't hurt, and if um, Denelson Lamette wasn't hurt, like that series is way different. Like the Padres are are nipping at their heels. They're the better team. They're just unlucky, right. whatever. Then they go out and add Snell and Darvish. You know, they they add a couple other you know position players. They're deep as fuck. Like the Padres just look so dangerous. And I I honestly think the Dodgers were just like, oh fuck, we got to do something. What's he want? Just give him whatever. Yeah, cool. Forty million, sure, whatever. We got that. That's fine. Yeah. And, and maybe um, it's even like 30, maybe it's like 34, 35 million that they're going to pay. And then they heard like, oh, what? Like he, he's signing with the Mets. There's, he's sending out emails to people saying that he can't wait to set the pitch on the mound in New York. What the hell? Just give him whatever he wants. And then he signed 40 million. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. And the Dodgers, I, so I think the Dodgers continue to give people $40 million contracts. If they can, if they're willing to blow through luxury cat luxury tax like they are currently on pace to, um, like this is just so the LA thing to do, right? Like we just, you know, there'll be money here. That's cool. You know, we got all kinds of money. If we if they don't make the big splashy signing, like people in LA won't talk about their team. So it didn't matter. I don't think it matters how good Trevor Bauer is. All that matters is we signed the person to the richest contract that ever existed. Insert name here. You know, next year we're probably end up doing the same thing. How many years in a row can we sign the richest deal ever? And that's what people will talk about. Trevor Bauer will not be as good as his contract. Um, he this he's gonna be such a letdown. It's going to be so hard for him to be that good, um, and that worth it. And he only pitches every five days. Uh, yeah. Now, granted, he does want to pitch every fourth day. Yeah. But, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, if dude, if if you wanted to pay me forty million, forty five million dollars a year, I'd tell you I'd pitch every day. Yeah. But you know the trainers are gonna be like, whoa, 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 Trev. I mean, you blow out his arm if you pitch him every third every third day. It doesn't matter if he wants to. Like, we're not gonna let him do that. So uh, he knows he what? can say shit like that, and they're not gonna do that. So. Right, and it's and it's crazy to me because like if. If I were going to pay a pitcher on my team $45 million a year, it wouldn't be a starter. It would be my closer. Yeah, it would be my closer. Like, yeah, gonna the guy. Every appearance we're closing. All yeah. Like, like, you might make 70, 75 appearances as a reliever. So that's 70, 75 games that you influence. That's double the number of games that a starter is going to influence. Now, yeah. granted, they're, you know, 
the starters, like you have the argument, like, oh, they're pitching a bulk of the innings. They're going deeper in games. They're seeing guys multiple times. Closer just got to get three outs. But sometimes those three outs are the hardest to get. Um, yep. Like there's there's Everyone's a reason why. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a reason why like not not everyone can be a closer. Um, but like if you're gonna if you had like the next Mariano Rivera, like you know, shut that shit down. I mean, like Liam Hendricks is easily like the best reliever in the game right now. Um, you know, at least as of late, um, you know, over the course, like the last season or two and what he signed with the white Sox, uh, I forget like how, how long ago he signed. Um, uh, yeah, three years, 54 million. So you have Liam Hendricks signed a three year deal for 54 million um to to close out for Chicago and in that in that the Trevor Bauer next year will be making nine million dollars less in one season than Liam Hendricks is making across the entirety of the deal he signed with the White Sox and he is considered the best at his job in terms of closers ago um LeMahieu six years 90 million Bauer signed for half the time for more money, and DJ LeMay, who's considered right now, like, Raiders, like, the best second baseman in baseball, and he's making less money over, in a contract that's twice as long as what Bauer signed, in a game, like, and in in that, like, Bauer's going to impact, probably, during the regular season, let's, let's be generous and say 80 starts, in those three years. Uh, well, no, sorry, more than that. Like, like 110 starts. I I was doing the math for two years. Um, so if he's there for all three years, like 100, 110 starts. I figure like 35 a year would be 105, 35 starts a year. That doesn't count the postseason. So if he makes postseason starts, maybe we get to like 110, 115, whatever. And he, it's like it's like a million dollars per start. And Lemayhew is gonna play in, you know. 140, 150 games a year, you know, that he could influence the outcome. Like, and there could be situations that like Bauer has a great start and then the bullpen blows it that you couldn't, you couldn't resign, you know, a Kenley Jansen because you you're paying Trevor Bauer $45 million a year. And what did Bauer start do for you in that case? You know, like look at Clayton Kershaw, like he's a stud but he can't pitch in the postseason. Like, he struggled in the postseason. Like, last year was kind of the first year he started to put it together a little bit. And even then, it was still rocky at times. Um, like, that's all anyone cares about. Yeah, like, if you, like, anyone that's, like, a, a big football fan, unless they were a Dolphins fan, if you were to ask them, like, what do you know about Dan Marino, the only thing they're going to say is that he never won a Super Bowl. That's all they're going to say. Sure, who do you play for? Nah, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like, why is Tom Brady the the GOAT, you know, for some people? Because what he has now, like, 1,952 rings or something like that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We said we weren't <laughs> probably maybe going to talk about Tom Brady that long. Yeah. Or... But I'm saying, like, he's the best cheater that there's ever been. Um, but anyway, so I I think it's a terrible deal. 
I would have been pissed if it was the Yankees that did it. I know I talked about them bringing Bauer in. I never would have been on board. There's never a point in time. You can go back and you can check the tapes. There's never once that I said $40 million a year. Probably the closest thing you would have heard me to saying Trevor Bauer and $40 million is if it were a three-year deal for $40 million. Not a year for $40 million. Ridiculous. Terrible. Dodgers, what are you doing? Not great. Reason 252 of why I should be an MLB GM. Right. Um, they're... Especially, especially <laughs> if on a team like the Dodgers, we got as much money as you want to spend. Yeah, they're going to go in. Yeah, I, for as much love as I gave to Friedman last year for the teams that he had built and whatnot, no, he lost a whole bunch of that for me this year. <laughs> um, when I interview... They're like, what makes you qualified to be a general manager for an MLB baseball team? And I'm like, you see this Nolan Arenado trade? I would have known not to make it. You see this Trevor Bauer deal? I would have known not to make it. And they're like, well, shit. This kid's got chops. Yeah. Um, So. I did say to find Corey Kluber, though. Look how that worked out. Yeah. uh, That's probably. What's going to happen is. Bauer's going to win another Cy Young, and Kluber's going to make two appearances and get hurt. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm just going to hate life. Um, so, every time I see an article about Marwin Gonzalez, it pisses me off. Just, just so you know. What? Um, this guy is the biggest winner of the 2017 cheating scandal I've ever seen. Um, so in 2017, oh, let me, let me make sure I have the contract numbers up here too. Oh, it's a, this is, I don't even know why I do this myself. It's just going to make me angry. It's just going to make me angry. Um, all right. So he he was with the Astros, obviously, because th- that's what I'm mad about. Um, and 2017, uh, 2017-2018, he was with them. So it was it was one year after he was a free agent. Um, but he signed his contract with the Twins 2019, his two year contract. So he. He's a career 261 hitter over nine seasons. Okay. Um, okay. He hit. All right. So I'm going to give you the numbers for 2016, 2017, 2018 when I talk about these. All right. So they're they're okay. in that order. Okay. All, all with Houston, keep in mind. So he played 141 games, 134, 145. So we're looking at roughly the same type of, of aspect, but he played less games in 2017. Um, batting average, 254, 303, 247. On base percentage, 293, 377, 324. Slugging percentage, 401, 530, 409. Home runs, 13, 23, 16. 
RBIs, 51, 90, 68. Walks, 22, 49, 53. So at least he just got more patient. Flip side, strikeouts, 118, 99, 126. Didn't get more patient. Mm. (laughs) So batting average was 50 points lower, went up to 50 points, dropped back down. Slugging percentage went up by 80 points roughly. Uh, or, sorry, on base percentage went up by 80 points roughly. Slugging percentage went up by 130 points in 2017. He hit career high in home runs, a career high in RBIs, um, career high in walks. Uh, his um, strikeouts per 162 game average for his career was 115, so below average in strikeouts, above average in walks. Career 261 hitter hit 303. Career 317 on base percentage. On base was 377. Career slugging 413. It was 530. Literally, statistically, across the board, night and day difference between 2016 to 2017 and then drop back down to 2018. What's the difference? They cheated in one of those years. You want to guess which Mm. year it was? I wonder what year they cheated. So then he... So what pisses me off more than anything is that this this stuff came out obviously what prior to 2020 it's like all this took place after 2019 um when everything came up then so he signs a contract 2 years 21 million dollars prior to that he was making 2 million dollars a year so he got a 7 million dollar raise on the back of one season when he tore it up and like became this superstar name known because he had a phenomenal year in 2017 and they were cheating. Turn it into a contract. Players weren't punished at all. Um, and now here we are. So he was with Minnesota for the last two years. In 2019, he hit 264, um, 15 home runs, 55 RBIs across like 114 games. Not terrible numbers. 2020, 53 games. He hit five home runs, 22 RBIs. So a little slower pace. If you if you double that to get closer to where his 2019 games played were, he's at like 10, a little fewer home runs, few less RBIs. But he hit 211. His strikeouts were up. His walks were down. Um, just looks bad. His sluggy percentage is way down. Uh, I think it was the lowest he'd had in his career last year in 2020. And now he's out there and his name's on the market and like his market, the, his, the market forms just now heating up and we're in the second week of February, but he was a, you know, 10 million a year player two years ago. Shit pisses me off so much. Like, I mean, time and time again, it, it just, it's just—it's so apparent that they cheated. So apparent, like it—the just the proof yeah. is in the pudding. So often, and they did absolutely nothing. Like it, they—they they did stuff to the franchise. I—I I get that. Like I—I I think that like I am of the camp that I think like losing your first and second round pick for two years is a big deal. 
um, fines to the franchise. It's it's money, whatever. They made more by winning a championship than anything you find. But it it rubs me so wrong that you like Carlos Beltran lost his job because of it. Alex Cora lost his job because of it. Uh, Jeff Lunau lost his job because of it. Um, what's his name? Their manager at the time. I can't draw a blank on it. Uh, AJ Hinch lost his job because of it. One year, the pandemic shortened 2020. Cora got rehired by Boston. Hinch got a job with Detroit. Lunau is still going through lawsuits trying to say that it was bullshit that he got put as a scapegoat anyway, which I agree with. Um, And then Beltran probably could get his job back. I mean, shit, him being a coach or whatever, it's got to be a better hiring than, you know, Jared Porter. Um, So Mets can't go wrong there. But just like they're... It, it's all swept under the rug. It's just like this big black market, at least with everything going on with the steroids, like it stays prominent because guys like Kurt Schilling didn't make the hall of fame, uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Those guys are, are names that arguably should be because everyone was kind of doing it, but they're the examples that are being made. There is no example of what the, the Astros did being bad, like to the point that the Red Sox went ahead and did the same thing in 2018 won a championship and then the MLB was like we didn't find that they did anything wrong like really like you, they didn't do anything wrong you don't find that odd like, I only have one argument for what you just said Spags what's and that that's, uh, I don't think Kurt Schilling didn't make the Hall of Fame he dropped out before they could <laughs> the Hall of Fame, right? so. that's true he did he did decide yeah, that he didn't too, he did he did make the decision that he didn't want to be on the ballot for the last time yeah you know, that he yeah. could be so who yeah. knows that's fair Dan Heron also removed himself from the ballot so yeah because you know he also you know didn't want to wait his turn yeah they were gonna let him know that he was like he didn't get the five percent minimum needed to stay on the ballot but he removed himself before they could let him know that yeah he was like i'm removing myself yeah ridiculous so anyway so let's go from one topic that pisses me off about how baseball runs things to another topic that'll piss me off about how baseball runs things um so we talked about the MLB making their proposal for the 154 games uh, schedule. Mm-hmm, I, f- mm-hmm. I found out why the players declined it. So, um, this is uh, I'll 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 read this article just so that way I I quote it properly. Um, so Major League, uh, the MLBPA has rejected a proposal from MLB to shorten the 2021 season to 154 games. Uh, MLB recently proposed the changes and offered to pay the players for the usual 162 games in exchange for an expanded 2021 postseason. Um, in response to the union's rejection, MLB now says the 2021 season will start on time and as planned. Um, so at face value... That that seems a lot like well the the MLB just wanted to shorten the season, jam in 154 games. We'll pay you for 162, and you, we just have expanded postseason. So you guys get your full pay. You can play less. More teams make the playoffs. We make money off of that. But because there's a pandemic, this is what we're gonna do. That's 
rainbows and unicorns, hugs and happiness. That's what that got painted. So, um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is this? I should have, like, highlighted this or whatever. Um, let, so here we go. So the union released the following statement on Monday night. Uh, late last week, the MLBPA, for the first time this offseason, received a proposal from MLB to delay spring training and opening day by approximately one month. Under the proposal, the end of the season would be delayed one week. The regular season would be shortened to 154 games, and all 30 teams would be required to play several doubleheaders. Players would also be required to accept previously rejected proposals that link expanded playoffs with expansion of the designated hitter. Although player salaries would be initially prorated to 154 game, uh, would not be initially prorated to 154 game regular season, MLB's proposal offers no salary or service time protections in the event of further delays, interruptions, or cancellation of the season. So they're like, well, yeah, play 154, we'll pay you for 162, but if we only play 153, we're not going to pay you for 162. Like, Eh, like so not so cut and dry anymore all of a sudden um the mlbpa executive board and player leadership reviewed and discussed the owner's proposal throughout the weekend and today the clear-cut result of these deliberations is that players will not accept mlb's proposal will instead continue preparations for an on-time start to the 2021 season and will accept mlb's commitment to again direct its clubs to prepare for an on-time start we do not make this decision lightly. Players know firsthand the efforts that were required to complete the abbreviated 2020 season, and we appreciate that significant challenge lie that significant challenges lie ahead. We look forward to promptly finalizing enhanced health and safety protocols that will help players and clubs meet these challenges. So, MLB totally came out and they just tried to like beat it to the punch with like we're trying to work with them, but they don't want to work with us, and left out a ton of detail. Like, what a bunch of scumbags, dude. Um, dude, there's just not a more fractured and worse relationship um, than between the MLB and the players. Like, you, like most jobs, people talk about how they, like, hate their job or not maybe their job, but, like, hate their workplace, you know? Like, they just hate the right, like, there's place a, they work. Like, there's those complaints, yeah. like, just kind of the, the yeah. typical run-of-the-mill complaints. Yeah, could you imagine what baseball players talk about? Like, maybe not about their specific franchise, but, like, the umbrella that they're under. Like, you know, if you worked for a company that was subsidized by Amazon, like, you're probably talking shit on Amazon on the regular, you know? Same here. Like, I just imagine they're just like, man, fuck baseball. Major League Baseball. and probably getting what they want them. Yeah. Sit up there and rich guy it up all the time over here. It's just on a larger level on their yachts instead of, like, on Discord hanging out with their <laughs> yeah you hear that fuck you guys on your yachts right now listen to us yeah you guys go complain on your yachts we're gonna complain in discord yeah i can't even buy a house right now because everyone yeah. has more money than me yeah dude that's <laughs> kind of rough dude you know yeah um so white people problem. so i haven't read this yet though i think this is an update to it but it said uh mlb subsequently responded with its own statement um, on the advice of medical experts, we proposed a one-month delay to the start of spring training in the regular season to better protect the health and safety of players and support staff. 
A delay of the season would allow for the level of COVID-19 infection rates to decrease and additional time for the distribution of vaccinations, as well as minimizing potential disruptions to the 2021 season that currently face all sports. Okay, so A, how the hell do you know that allowing more time, the levels of COVID-19 would allow the infection rate to go down? Like, I agree you can distribute more vaccinations, but... And if you would have said, like, what, when they were talking about it in March, like, yeah, if we just, you know, if we shut down everything for three weeks, we'll be fine. Like, everything will be back to normal by by June at the latest. Like, it's maybe a month and a half, maybe two months, you know, whatever. How how often did we hear people say that <laughs> when it should first happen? And here we are, February of 2021. Like, I don't know about everyone else, about all of our listeners, but I am recording, I'm recording this, this uh, podcast right now in almost the identical spot that I sit on a daily basis for my work because we work remote every day, which I, I love. I'm thankful for it. Uh, so not, that's not a complaint, but this is the foreseeable future for us, for at least you and I, for basically the entirety of 2021. And this may just be the permanent thing that how it is because... If the company cannot pay for a huge office building, why should they? Like, if they can save money and reallocate those resources elsewhere, because we've already been productive in a remote setting, why not? But you have nothing, like, all they are are predictions. You have no idea if it's going to go up or go down. Like, waiting a month, it could be even worse. Like, you could just be starting in the middle of a pandemic that's even worse than what it was before, and now you just look like assholes. Um. But the, the distributing of vaccinations, cool, I get that. But when they talk about infection rates, you, no one knows. If really the infection rates will probably go up as soon as you guys have baseball games going on again because players are going to start infecting each other and you'll want fans to come to the games and those will happen and whatever. Um, yeah, ultimately at the beginning, it, it, it'll be where, hey, it'll be worse before it gets better. You know right. Um, the offer included starting the regular season on April 29th and playing 154 games schedule that would allow players in that would pay players in full as if playing 162 games. We also proposed two changes from the 2020 season that were overwhelmingly popular with our fans for this season only feature a modified expanded postseason seven teams per league, which is a little different than last year, which is eight and the universal designated hitter rule. Um, this is a good deal that reflected the best interests of everyone involved in the sport by merely moving the calendar of the season back one month for health and safety reasons without impacting any rights um, either the players or the clubs currently have under the basic agreement uh, or uniform players contract for pay and service time. Uh, in light of the MLBPA's rejection of our proposal and their refusal to count their and their refusal to counter our revised offer this afternoon, we're moving forward and instructing our clubs to report for an on-time start to spring training, yada, 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 yada. Um, but yeah, it's like it, like, I think the key difference there is that if there are further delays, like there's no protection. Like if you're going to say, cool, we're going to pay you for 162 games, regardless of how many we play, then that's, that's where it's at. Or, Hey, like the only way we can stop or like, here's the protocol and this is how we're not gonna, like, this is how things would, would work out. Like for me personally, like, I think if like, it would make sense to me, it's like, 
I know we don't know what happened, and I know you hate when I pick on the Cardinals, but if they did in fact, if they did in fact go to a casino and they broke the protocol, well, not even broke the protocol, but they went against what was advised at the time and got COVID, and then they bitched and moaned because of the number of the number of double headers they had to play after having what three weeks of no games. Well, it was the actions of your players that led to that. So as far as I'm concerned, it would be simple that like, hey, if you break protocol and you test positive, or even if you don't test positive, but if you break protocol and you're caught in doing that, then you are serving a suspension for a 14-day quarantine, and you're not going to get paid for that. If if you if you test positive then you will be in a 14-day quarantine. But if there's no like if there's no proof that you broke protocol, then you'll just be paid. It's like shit happens. I get that. So it's not like if you get it you aren't paid. But as long it's like as long as you just follow protocols and you do what you're supposed to do, good. But even if you if you don't follow protocols, you know, Mike Clevenger, and you get caught then you're just like you're quarantined for 14 days and you don't get paid for those 14 days. Yeah. You know, what, what, whatever the, however that may be, you know, here you go. Um, sure. We'll, we'll pay you, uh, what, whatever. But like, I, I could see like the argument being like, cool. Like, well, we're going to like, you got paid this amount for arbitration. So we're going to pay you for 162 games. We're going to delay the start to here. But if further complications, which dictate ABC, if this criteria is met, you know, like if the pandemic's still raging at this amount or whatever, and we have to suspend further, then games will just be removed off the schedule, at which case you guys will be paid for those, but you'll be paid at the rate of what you were in 2020, you know, or something along those lines. Like, just find a common ground. Like if players want to be in the stance of like, well, no, just pay us for 162 games. And that's all you're going to get. I guess the, the argument for me is I, I don't know. I would think that their TV money, they get regardless and they aren't selling tickets. So it's not like, Oh man, we would have made more money if we, you know, if we just would have had fans in the, in the stands this time, like, if if you played it or not, you're still not gonna get. You're still not making that. Like you're not getting ticket pay for those. Like you're not getting ticket revenue for those games. So from an owner standpoint, like if you're already planning on paying them 154 games with there being no fans in the stands, most likely, and that's what you're agreeing to. So I'll give you full pay. Then just be on board with it. Like what difference does it make if you don't play 162 games? Like, all right, well, we'll pay you for 162 if you play 154. But if you only play 140, we're not going to pay you for some games. Like, you already, like, you didn't lose revenue at that point. You just are paying them more. What what difference does it make? Like, that makes no sense to me. So, I feel like there's there's still little pieces of the puzzle missing. But, the, like you said, this rela- the relationship's so fractured. MLB is dumb. Yeah, they should also bring me on board for that. Trevor Bauer, $40 million on any team, doesn't matter what team it is. Wow. I don't want to be here and crying about we ain't got no money because we ain't got no fans in the stands. And the Pirates definitely have money because they certainly they certainly aren't spending it on their players. Um, 
2021 salary watch, Garrett Cole, 36 million. The Pittsburgh Pirates, 38 million. Getting close. Um, committed money for 2022 for the Pittsburgh Pirates, $4 million. Committed money for 2023, $0. Right now, there is $0 committed for two seasons for now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, that's a little skewed because there are guys that are under contract. They just don't know how much money they're going to make because they're arbitration eligible. So the committed dollars count as zero. They do have guys that they'll obviously be playing, that they will obviously be paying at that time frame. Um, But it's not great. That's not great. Um, But yeah. So we'll figure it out, dude. Um, so now that I've bitched and moaned and ranted and raved, um, about those things, we can talk about this lovely article that MLB.com wrote that we've talked about before about the best rotations in 2021. Mm. I believe when we talked about this before, it was very odd to me that one particular team was on the list. And that one particular team was not on the list. Um, one of the teams that's the team that I thought was weird that's on the list is makes a little bit more sense with why they're with why they're on the list now, given that they've added two pitchers, so it makes sense to me. Um, but so the the ranking the top ten they have is the number one now. Uh, it's the LA Dodgers. Number two is the Padres. Uh, number three is the Mets. Number four is the Yankees. That is the team that was on the on the list before. Before they added Ty on and Kluber, they were also on the list. I have no idea why. Um, but at least now they have what could be a formidable rotation if guys perform and stay healthy. Um, but if you're a New York Yankee, staying healthy is not something that you get paid to do. So it's fine. Um, number five is the Nationals, which I think that they're probably should be in front of the Yankees, in my opinion. Um, six are the Braves. I also think they should be in front of the Yankees. Um, seven is the White Sox. I also think they should be in front of the Yankees. Um, okay. Eight is the Indians. <laughs> this is this is where I could see like the Yankees fitting in, uh, mainly because after Shane Bieber, the Indians don't have much after that. Um so, with uh, Carrasco and uh, um, Clevenger being gone, um, and then, you know, like, like if, if you could think back, like, just a little bit of time, their rotation could be Kluber, Bauer, Clevenger, Bieber, Carrasco, which that would probably be the best rotation in baseball. Um, number nine is the A's, which I don't really get at all. They had a great bullpen. Their, their rotation isn't so great. Um, and then for 10, they have the famous take your pick. So at this spot, the teams they mention are the Blue Jays, um, the Brewers, the Phillies, the Reds even after losing Bauer, um, 
the Twins, who lost Jake Odorizzi and Rich Hill. Um, and they brought in J.A. Happ. So whatever. Um, the Astros and the Marlins. So what is that? Blue Jays, Brewers, Phillies, Reds, Twins, Astros, Marlins. So seven teams in that, in the number 10 spot. So 16 teams in the league they rank. And in that group are not the Cardinals, who have had one of the better starting rotation ERAs in baseball over the course of the last couple seasons. And a lot of those guys are still there. Hey, they just, you know, hate us because they ain't us, you know? Yeah, like, I, it's like, we're just getting hated on because we're not finding, we're not treating Jack right, you know? So they're not maybe, credit. Maybe, like, they're, like, the examples that they use is, like, usually, like, one, two punches for teams. So it's guys like, you know, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns are the underrated leaders of an underrated Milwaukee staff. Their words, not mine. I would take Jack Flaherty and Kim over those two any day. I take Flaherty and Wayno over those two any day. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and Philly, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. Um, they're, they're great. Um, but that's all they have. Like, there's literally nothing else after that. So Flaherty to Nola, Wheeler and Kim, like, you got Wainwright, you got Miles Michaelis, who, granted, it's hit or miss, but then, like, Alex Reyes, Ponce de Leon, uh, Hudson, when he comes back and is healthy, like, they're, you know, Gomber just recently was removed from the mix. Like, it, the Cardinals have options. They, they, sure, they aren't the Padres, they aren't the Dodgers, they're not the Indians, like, they're not the White Sox, like, they're not that level. I could see them not being in a top five, top ten scenario, but to throw in, like, when you talk about the Twins, they, all, all they did was mention how they lost two of the better pitchers in free agency currently in Jake Odorizzi and Rachel. Yep, they have Kent Tomato and Jose Barrios, but they brought in J.A. Happ. That dude's a scrub. <laughs> like he's terrible. The Reds have Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. Cool. Flaherty and Wayno have outpitched those two multiple times over the course of the last two seasons. So yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Like it just makes no sense to me that they're listing off these one two options. Um you know, like the emergence of Framber Valdez and Christian Javier demonstrated the Astro the Astros depth beyond Zach Greinke and Lance McCullers Jr. So you're going to bring the Astros up, and then in that same sentence talking about the rotation, not talk about Justin Verlander, who wrote this article. <laughs> like, let's not talk about their ace. Let's talk about the emergence of Framber Valdez, because that's relevant. Um, the only, of the, of the honorable mentions, the only ones... Like the only people I think worth mentioning that maybe rival that of the Cardinals rotation would be the Marlins. And it's because like they're young with like Sandy Alcantara, Sixto Sanchez, shit like that. Like they're kind of young and up and coming. There's a few unknowns. Um, right, and they looked good. good. Yeah, like, they could be up there. Yeah. Like that, that would be about it. But the like, it's just baffling to me that like, if you're gonna lump all these teams in, like, how do you not throw in 
the Cardinals. And, you know, like, in, in the same makeup. Brad Amzinger wasn't wasn't writing this, dude. Yeah. Brad Amzinger by, didn't run it by him. By the same makeup. All right, like, I, I get that, like, this isn't relevant now because they traded them all away. But in the same makeup, if you were to say, like, if you're going to talk about, like, Joe Musgrove and Jamison Tyon, like, a strong one-two punch, you could say the Pittsburgh Pirates fit into this mold. Oh, they got – it gets iffy in a hurry, but they got a strong one-two punch. Literally, it gets iffy in a hurry after Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but the Phillies are in great shape in those two tops – in the top two spots. And then uh, – <laughs> The Twins could lose Jake Odorizzi and Rich Hill in free agency, but have a strong one-two punch and Kent Tomato and Jose Barrios. Cool. You could have said that same shit about the Pittsburgh Pirates last year. Were they were they at a top of the league rotation? No. Get the fuck out of here. This person's drunk, Chris. They're drunk. It says you need to write for MLB.com. I won't have time when I'm running my MLB team. I won't have time. This is also true. Um, um, the only other thing I got we don't have time to get to our expansion exercise we will get to that eventually there won't be things to talk about because oh, people will. are signing our teams will be done with stuff I won't, we want to talk about yoga you know whatever um, so, so there was one other article I thought was interesting and it's just MLB rated MLB.com. They rated the the best at each position, um, and I thought it was interesting. Some of the names I was kind of surprised to see. A lot of them I wasn't, but some of them I was. Um, eh, I I guess I should say one I was surprised. One I was like, hmm, that's an interesting thought. Didn't know that I could necessarily disprove it but it was an interesting thought. And then the rest I, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with. And again, like to say the best, I get subjective a little bit. Like there's some that's like maybe a 1A, 1B type scenario. But so they have best starting pitcher in baseball, um, Jacob deGrom. Um, I think that that's the one you could mm-hmm. probably, you could probably make some arguments. Like you could go with like a Garrett Cole. Um, you could go yeah. with like a Justin Verlander. You could argue with- you can uh, argue a couple different ways. Yeah, like too. a Max Scherzer. Max um, Scherzer. A yeah. Trevor Bauer. You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, Cy, Young, kidding. Cy yeah. Young Award winner. Yeah, Trevor Tony Losey. Yeah, but Tony Losey's going to be a Cy Young Award winner too. So. Yeah, future Tony, Tony Losey. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. And um, that's how weird. Yeah. Nobody will ever know unless he wins the Cy Young. So. True. Um Catcher, JT Realmuto. I think that that is a, a fair assessment. Um, I mean, I mean the GOAT's back in the league one more year, so. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Realmuto signed with the Phillies again. So he's back mm. for one more year and then some more years. This is why, hey, they don't talk about our pitching because they hate us. And all it is is it's the best in the game right now. It doesn't mean that Riyamu just had a better career than Molina. He's just the best in the game right now. Molina isn't at his prime anymore. You know? Um, Molina at an old age is still JT Riyamu in his prime, dude. Hey, 
Uh, Molina batted 192 in the Caribbean series, and he played in all six of their games in the tournament. So yeah, but he was like DHing. He, he DH. He DHed he one game. Out. He caught five games. He played the outfield. No, he didn't. He just yeah, didn't he hit. Dude, he handed out hot dogs, popcorn. <laughs> he built a stadium. Like, he did a bunch of stuff, dude. No. You're focused. You're like hyper focused on one area. Gotcha. Gotcha. Who cares what he did on the field? Look at all the things he did off the field. I gotcha. That's I gotcha. Why he's there, Spags. I gotcha. Uh, he's first. Not there to like be good at baseball. Okay? First base, uh, Freddie Freeman. Again, like there. For any of these, I feel like there's a guy or two you'd be like, you know, like, well, what about like yeah. Jose Abreu? Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, this one is easily the, the best second baseman, DJ LeMahieu. I think that that's fair. I mean, Colton Wong. I knew that's who you're going to pick, too. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to skip the left side of the infield. We'll come back to those. Uh, in the outfield, um, left, center, right, they have Kristen Yellick, which I think is iffy. Um, but that's probably just because I'm jaded on him having a real bad year last year. Yeah. Um, Mike Trout, I think, is reasonable. Uh, and Mookie yeah. Betts, I think, is reasonable. Um, and then relief pitcher, they have Liam Hendricks, which I think is reasonable. Yeah. Um, at shortstop, they picked Trevor Story. Um I didn't look into it a lot, but when I think of like best shortstops in baseball, Trevor Story isn't hugely what comes to mind. Like I would think more of like a Francisco Lindor, um, you know, like so, like that that more dynamic type player. Um, I haven't looked at the stats like, and then when I like started to think through it, I was like, hmm, like that's that's interesting, like maybe there aren't really any of their like huge shortstops in the game right now. Like it's not a very deep position, you know, that like, or maybe I'm just like not thinking of some guys that there's some guys with promise, like Glaber Torres could be uh, a superstar in the game, but he's not currently like DD is, he's a good shortstop above average. Like the Marcus Simeons of the world, like they're there um, like Paul DeYoung could, could get there, but there, there really isn't. So I was like, maybe, maybe story is, um, so third base though, I was pretty shocked at who they listed as yeah. the best third baseman. You know, obviously he wears number 28. New to the team, friend of the show, <laughs> Nolan Arenado. Let's just bag it up. I would agree. Like I, if it and if it wasn't gonna be Arenado, it would be like uh, uh, what's his name in Oakland? Uh, Matt Chapman, I think is their third baseman. I was mm-hmm. getting full. I think they have Chapman and Olson. I think one's a first baseman, one's a third baseman. I think Chapman's a third baseman. Like something like that would be where where my head would go. Um, but no, they, they went with Anthony Rendon. What? Fan fan favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what do they do? Did they, did they write this article immediately after the 2009 world series 
yeah, and they were they just like, they're like, yeah, like who, uh, it's gotta be between like Justin Turner or Anthony Rendon. Right. I mean, like those are the best, the best third baseman in baseball. But I was just baffled. I was like, Anthony Rendon. Like, I was like, oh, and yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I was like, oh, Trevor's through. That's interesting. Like, oh, Anthony Rendon. Like, who wrote this? This must be the yeah. same guy that wrote the best rotation article. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious. Hey, like, yo, I, well, Nolan Arenado is a cardinal now, so welcome to the not getting articles written about your life. You know? Yeah. Just, I'm actually, I'm actually curious if I can find this We're article not a big market quick. team, Spags. We operate in a small market, you know what I'm saying? Um, oh. Apparently, article came out earlier, MLB Union agree on health safety protocols. I'll have to read that. Well, Breaking news. Yeah. Um, I can't find the article anymore. Um, I don't know what this MLB's top tandems is. Oh, uh, two players. Oh, go figure. Number one, it's got to be Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. They're the best players at their position. How could they not? True. Seeing if any any of our guys. Oh, hey, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, both on the A's. Uh, Ju- Judge and LeMahieu made it in at number nine. How they're after Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts, I don't know. It looks like they did it based on their uh, projected war. Yeah, is what they base it off of. So, I guess there's arguments. Uh, no Cardinals. Honorable mentions were the Mets, um, the White Sox, the Phillies, ooh, the Phillies, JT Real Muto, and then your favorite player ever. John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> nope, Bryce Harper. Oh, Bryce Harper. But this this article was also written by Anthony Castrovent, so that's probably why that one seems dumb. Yeah. I think yeah, if you he, want a guy that's going to hit, like, you know, what, 240 – um, be a cancer in your locker room and never win your World Series. <laughs> hey, sign Bryce. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper won me a championship in fantasy last year, two years ago, 2019. So anyway, um, it's about all I got. Cool. It's a team game until it's a team game until Bryce Harper's on your team, and then you just give him all the credit, dude. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Without you, him, you're probably a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> You read it for Tom Brady. Ouch. I, I've never read it for Tom Brady. Um, you, got a, you got a Tom Brady Houston Astros jersey, bro. <laughs> That's the dirtiest thing ever. Gross. This one buying Steve Ferry. Steve Ferry, you're getting a Tom Brady Houston Astros jersey. <clears throat> Get him a Tom Brady Chicago Blackhawks jersey. Favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, an LA Cubs jersey. <laughs> an LA Cubs jersey. Oh man, that's so great. Um, but yeah, so um, we'll uh we'll put off our expansion exercise for another week. I feel like you you still didn't prepare anything. I imagine. Whoa, we had to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, we gotta. We just gotta push it. So you'll find out. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, you'll have to tune in again next week for that, maybe. No promises. 
Hey, Spags, want to talk for another two hours? You never know. I could. I totally could. Except it's 1230 on Tuesday. Um, it's a Tuesday. But, yeah. So, uh, last lifting, more yoga. Marwin Gonzalez is the ultimate winner of the Astros cheating scandal. And Anthony Castro Vince is an idiot. That's what we learned tonight. Uh, go my dog football. Uh, go, go Bills. Go uh, Bills. San Dimas football. San Dimas high football rules. <laughs> um, Josh Allen. Have you seen Josh Allen in shorts? Mess, mess with the ball. You get the horns. Hugs not drugs. Yeah, with the wagons like us. <laughs> yeah. Hugs not drugs. <laughs> it was like the Bills. Like, I don't know if they've said it earlier this year because you know, first year fans, so we'll know next year. We'll probably always say it. They're always like the, the Bills circle. No one circles the wagon like the Bills do. And like when they were playing the Ravens, they uh, the Ravens fans would post like, no one circles the wagons like the Ravens circling the Bills circling the wagons. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds like some shit that I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like the fan base just kept going back and forth, and they'd like get memes with like Ravens circling Bills, circling Ravens, circling Bills, you know. Nice. Um, but yeah, you got anything else you wanna you wanna add for this week? Uh, Nolan Arenado, hands down best third baseman in baseball. We got him here. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of woo, Ric Flair still has more world championships than Tom Brady. Woo! Hot, hot takes. Um, yeah, yeah so. Woo! That's why we're not. That's why we lost tonight. Nobody in this crowd was going. Woo! Yeah, there probably were actually people in the crowd saying woo, for sure. Yeah, not as many as it were at the Super Bowl. Am I right? Uh yeah, probably not. Um, but. You know when when Champa Bay is uh in the San in the Champa Bay. <laughs> yeah. Did you trademark that? Did <laughs> no. You trademark no, that? I Champa it, no, I saw it. No, I saw it somewhere. I forget uh, where I saw dude, it. But I'm, I'm gonna have Kelly make sure it's. I'm gonna post it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, subreddit. Yeah, Champa Bay. Buccaneers. Yeah, they got the uh the Bucks, the Lightning one, Stanley Cup. Okay. Yeah. Are you drinking champagne today? Or what? <laughs> Uh, straight from Tampa Bay. Uh, we live. Rays lost uh, in the World Series. Tampa Bay's just, they were having a big year this year. Dude, Tampa Bay, once every 15 years, people are like, hey, I can go to Florida, pay no state taxes, hit the beach. Um, now we know that, like, yeah. you know, pandemic weren't a thing in Florida. I was going to say, they also yeah. championed, you know, Tampa Bay, home of the COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay, home of the home of the championeers drinking their champagne (laughs) tampa bay we talk about trophies not masks (laughs) 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 oh man i'm sorry all of our tampa bay listeners i'm miss josh and congratulations good job to implement bill belichick's playbook (laughs) win a championship yeah let let brady call the place yeah yeah or bruce (laughs) you know code 317 that's all yeah man yeah everyone's 317 in tampa bay right now dude yeah for sure 317 code 317 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> cool. I think this is uh, as good of an outro as, as ever. Um, we'll leave you with uh, one final question. Uh, D Wars P, have you seen it? Have you seen it? <laughs> All good right. Night. Have a good night. <laughs>